Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Doll fans and citizens of Perfectville everywhere, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's right. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5050 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your one in six Miami Dolphins, now part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Colon. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Well, we're seven games in, and we already lost as many games as we did all last year. So how do you fucking think that feel, buddy? Well, uh, the good news is we can at least match last year's losing total. So uh, we're doing something right. But yes, uh, one and six, not the season any of us expected. The Miami Dolphins not only lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars last week in London, but in their infinite wisdom, did not take the bye week that is naturally there when you travel halfway across the planet. Instead, decide... Let's have a home game against the Atlanta Falcons, who were coming off of a bye week, who figured out that they have a really good tight end in Kyle Pitts, who had Matt Ryan, a guy we passed on in terms of a quarterback years and years and years ago, uh, carve up our, our vaulted defense. And once again, the Miami Dolphins lose. In this case, what was it, Chris? I believe the final score was 30 to 28 on a game-winning field goal from Young Hoku or whatever the hell his name is. The guy doesn't miss. Nobody misses when they kick against the Miami Dolphins. Um, six game losing streak here, Chris, uh, does it get any worse for the Miami dolphins than right now here in 2021? The only way it's worse is if Xavier Howard doesn't get that fumble the first game or zero and seven. I mean, this is the absolute worst way this season could have went. I mean, like, uh, all the excitement, all the, uh, buildup for the year, uh, the, the draft picks were getting Greer's getting lauded. The national media, finally, the national media is talking good about us. And we started out on a six-game losing streak. Flores seems to have lost the locker room. Uh, guys are hurt. There's guys making mistakes. We're penalized like crazy now. Like, it just, everything's falling apart. I don't see it being any worse, honestly, than not getting that fumble. It really is uh, one of the more disappointing starts to a season. We're, we're, we're midway through at this point, and it's still disappointing. And it has to do a lot with the expectations. I mean, two years ago when we blew this whole thing up and we knew that we were rebuilding and that we didn't have a lot of foundational pieces in which to build from, winning five games out of 16 was like huge for us, right? I mean, it, it just, it really was. Um, last year, winning 10, I think kind of, 
surprise some people. I thought maybe we'd be eight and eight, nine and seven on the high end. We ended up getting 10 and six. We had Tua as a rookie quarterback. People were excited about him coming back. And it seemed like everything that we were doing, Chris, just happened to be working. We were getting the ball turned back over every single game, quite literally by the defense. We were one of the least penalized teams in the league. We were one of, if not the youngest team in the league, depending on the week. And coming into this season with all this draft capital, with all those 10 wins and experience with this you know, foundational team, with the talent that we added, or at least we thought we added, it seemed like a no-brainer that this is going to be a battle of, of, as to whether or not we were going to be a wild card team or flat out win the AFC East. Neither one of those things seem very likely at this point. And really, Chris, when I look at this team, we've lost six in a row. And of those six games, three of them, the Raider game, the Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguar game and the game that just concluded the Atlanta Falcons game, those three games were lost at the end of the game with a game-winning field goal by the other team. So these are the types of games that last year the Miami Dolphins won. They would yeah. be the team kicking that game-winning field goal. They would be the team that would not even allow for a game-winning field goal to happen for the other team. To your point, it would be a turnover by Xavier Howard, or we'd stop them on fourth and you know game to go, something along those lines. That's not happening. That is the difference to me between last year's squad and this year's squad is that they just don't have either call it luck or the ability to finish the game. I don't know. Um, so naturally, because of that, we're going to trade our quarterback and go somewhere else in another direction, which right now it seems like Tua Tungabailoa in the quarterback position is like the least of our worries, yet that's what everybody's talking about, Chris. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's the ball's not bouncing the right way, the luck. It's not that. It's this team was not a 10-win team last year, and we just won 10 games, if that makes any sense. Just like you said, there's three games that were very winnable. This is the NFL. is a lot of parity, a lot of close games. The problem is, is our team didn't isn't good enough. It's regressed. Somebody said on Twitter, other than Christian Wilkins and Tua Tunga Bailoa, the rest of the team has downgraded from last year. You know, Agba's not getting as many sacks. Uh, Howard's letting guys make catches that he didn't last year. Uh, you know, there's linemen that made blocks last year that aren't running backs that are dropping balls that didn't. And it's just, you know, other than the Gasecki and Waddle, we have nothing to account for on our offense. And the fact that Tua Tunga Bailoa right now. I mean, I'm going to get into this really quick because I've been kind of quiet and aloof on Twitter, liking tweets, but not really making my opinion felt. But this is a platform I can do that. I think this is the most ridiculous thing that any franchise has done in a very long time. We are sitting here right now. We have Tua Tunga by Lowe, three first-round draft picks in the next two rounds. We have a ton of cap space. He's on a cheap rookie deal, I might add. In the last two games with broken fucking ribs – he is top three most efficient quarterback in the entire NFL with victories on the line as he left the field only for his defense to let a 900-year-old Matt Ryan and a rookie that looks like he's in a point break beat us the last two weeks and they can't get off the field, which Brian Flores, by the way, is the defensive guy. So what's the plan to fix it, right? What's the plan? After less than an entire season of a played by Tua Tunga Bailoa, a young quarterback, the plan for our franchise, for Stephen Ross, for Chris Greer is the dangle, not only a young quarterback, seemingly one of the most personable, nicest ones ever that I've ever seen to dangle him publicly with no backup while we actively court a quarterback with a hundred million dollar contract who demanded a trade, by the way, the year after he signed that entire fucking thing, we're going to lose all that draft capital in the process. So why does this quarterback want to come here? Honestly, surely it's the great O-line, right? Oh, they're dead last in the league. 
Well, surely it's the great running backs. Oh, you mean Solomon, Ahmed, and Miles Gaskins? What? Well, okay, fine. Surely it's the offensive coordinator. We have three of those. Well, then surely it's the head coach, right? He's on the hot seat. Well, surely it's the legacy of this franchise. We haven't won a playoff game since Deshaun Watson was six, Sam. He wants Miami, the city, and no state income taxes. Oh, and by the way, I haven't even mentioned his 22 fucking pending sexual harassment charges that are not going to be resolved by the time the trade deadline's uh, done or anything, you know, even, you know, the end of this year. That's our magical plan. That is Stephen Ross and Chris Greer's plan. It's absolutely asinine and why this franchise hasn't won a playoff game since 2001 and hasn't, by the way, won a Super Bowl since 1973 when our parents were teenagers because it's a, it's a cursed. It's, it's a joke. This franchise is a joke. And what it's doing right now is completely embarrassing to the point of I, I hate even that I'm contractually obligated to talk about them because I'm not even wearing Miami Dolphins stuff. They make me so sick. And on behalf of the Believe Podcast Network, betonline.ag presenting goodbye from Perfectville. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, that is that is an amazing rant. It is 100% accurate. Uh, the damning thing to me, Chris, with everything you just said, is all the reasons not to trade for Deshaun Watson – and you didn't even hit on the legal issues that he's going to be facing for the next, I'm going to say, at least 12 months. Uh, it doesn't even hit on the fact that once those legal issues start to become resolved or start to become more clear, there's probably a suspension going to happen from the NFL, which means you're trading for a guy with a huge contract that's going to eat into your cap space. Right now, the Miami Dolphins are currently sitting on the most cap space going into this offseason, which means you have an opportunity to build this team through free agency, which I think they should be spending on the offensive line, get some veterans. One of the differences between last year and this year, we don't have any veterans on this offensive line that know how to be a professional, that know how to say, this is your assignment that's your assignment, or no, I need to go help and slide and help this young guy because he doesn't know how to handle this defensive end. We don't have Eric Flowers. We don't have guys like that this year. We have Jesse Davis who watched the football game week two and let Tua Tungvalu get hurt, which kind of sent us down the spiral to begin with. Um, by the time Deshaun Watson's contractual uh, issues are absorbed by our cap and the 22 or 23, whatever it is, uh, uh, civil suits are settled and the criminality of this potentially being done, he's still going to face a suspension from the league. So what are you really trading for? Because if the rumors are true, Chris, we're going to give up three first round picks, which means the 49ers pick in 2022, the Dolphins pick and the Niners pick in 2023. And for what? For no pieces to be built around him, possibly hamstring your hamstringing yourself from signing Mike Gesicki, who is a free agent at the end of this season. Um, you're going to be a worse team. You're going to be a worse team, and then you're going to get the coach fired, the general manager is going to get fired, and then somebody else is going to come in and go, I don't want Deshaun Watson. So what's this really for? I mean, it's it seems like such a bad plan. It seems like two guys or three guys panicking, and by those three guys, I mean Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, and Brian Flores, to save their own souls because the team isn't going well this season, record-wise. They're one and six, like we talked about, Chris. But my point in bringing up those field goals is that they could be really realistically four and three. And we talked about it, if Xavier Howard doesn't get that fumble week one, we're 0 and seven. But if Jason Sanders doesn't doink a field goal against the Raiders, we're two and five instead of one and six. If 
Austin Jackson actually blocks against the Atlanta Falcons instead of trying to just lay down and let the guy literally jump over him and block Jason Sanders' field goal, we're probably three and four. And if you just had one of our defensive backs playing in London instead of Noah Igbenogane pretending to be a football player, we're probably four and three. So it's really that close. It's that close to the Miami Dolphins having a winning record right now versus one and six and out of the playoff talk altogether. My point on that is I don't think we need to blow this team up. I don't think we need to completely rid ourselves of Tua Tungavailoa, who, as you mentioned, Chris, is one of the most efficient passers since he's come back from injury, right? Since he's come back two weeks ago, he's got six touchdowns, three bad interceptions. Give him that. I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, but six touchdowns, 620 yards passing in two games. That's 310 yards per game that he's throwing the ball. We've wanted a 300-yard passer. We got him. We want a guy who can throw multiple touchdowns in every single game. We got him. We wanted a guy who has a high QB rating. Well, I don't know. How does 104 look like over the last couple of games? He's over 100 with QB rating. Dan Marino's overall QB rating for his career was like 89, just to put that in perspective. (laughs) So you're looking at a guy who has a better QB rating than Dan Marino. I know it's a small sample size. That's not fair. He's throwing the ball efficiently, effectively. He's getting the ball down the field and in the end zone. Four touchdown drives, four touchdown passes against the Atlanta Falcons, only to have the defense give it back Just give it straight back. And let's talk about the defense. They gave up yet again, Chris, 20 unanswered points to a team that they should be shutting down. So if you want to look at where the problems are for the Miami Dolphins, there's plenty. But let's take a look at this defense, this high-priced, supposedly high-octane defense that isn't getting a lot of sacks, that's not getting a lot of turnovers, and can't stop the teams when they need to stop them most. If you want to fix something, start trading for some defensive players that want to be here because – I'm looking at this team, and I see Xavier Howard. I see Byron Jones. I see expensive veterans who look like they'd rather be anywhere else other than for the Miami Dolphins. So if you want to plan for me, I think you get rid of Xavier Howard. I think you get rid of Byron Jones. You certainly get rid of Noah Igbenogany. You get rid of Devontae Parker on offense. I don't think he wants to be here necessarily either. I mean, probably call up Green Bay. They need some wide receivers. They have a Devontae that can't play this week because of COVID. Give them our Devontae and let him go nuts with Aaron Rodgers and say, good luck to you. There are so many different issues that the Miami Dolphins should be addressing and should be fixing and looking to upgrade through trades and other things. But quarterback, to me, Chris, is one of the very last on that list. Well, and it's just ridiculous to me that through the first 14 games of his career, he has better numbers than Josh Allen did. Like, and the, they famously didn't give up on him, and they famously had coaches that supported him and, and built around him. And this just reeks of desperation of a near end of life owner that legacy so far is just upgrading the stadium and building some fucking tennis courts and a F1 formula track. And he's saying, shit, my legacy isn't going to be the owner that took over and won multiple playoff games in the Super Bowl. I'm going to die before that happens. Well, guess what? Steven Ross, I'm 34 and I'm going to die before that happens because you ran this fucking franchise into the ground. Meanwhile, you're pulling out orange carpets and Fergie's part owner. Let's worry about the actual product on the field. And if you want to talk about body language and these veterans that don't want to be here, even after the head coach, Brian Flores, hit the table and said he wanted to keep you and pay you, Xavier Howard, that's on coaching, and he needs to go. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm with you on this. I think Coach Flores uh, may be three-quarters of the way out the door in my mind. I, I don't know what he can do other than win games 
to save his job. But he's certainly not coming out and squashing these rumors. He's certainly not coming out and giving Tua Tungabailoa, you know, the gold star. He is our quarterback. Now he comes out and says he, he's our quarterback, but that's just a statement of fact. There is no yeah. backing behind it because they are flirting with trying to get Deshaun Watson. Depending on whatever rumor mill you believe, Deshaun Watson has been linked to the Miami Dolphins since around March, February, January of this year. And the only reason it hasn't happened, quite frankly, is because of the issues that have come up regarding Deshaun Watson and his demeanor towards women. If that hadn't happened, this shit would have been done back in March, I think. And we'd be having, a, again, a different conversation. But Well, and my whole thing with that is we did have Watson, Sam. And here's my question to everybody on Twitter. Does he do better than 300 yards and four touchdowns this last Sunday? Like, what? A, I mean, he's not going to do much better than that. So what's the real problem here? And yeah. why is it the spotlight on the quarterback? It's, it has simply to do with it is a quarterback-driven league, and I understand that and I get that, but there's some sort of narrative out there about the Miami Dolphins in general. No matter what they do, the media is going to kill the Miami Dolphins. That has been established by us, by, by players, by everyone who follows this team or has played for this team. They understand that no matter what the Miami Dolphins do, short of winning a Super Bowl, and even then, they'd probably get filleted for how they do it. You're never going to win with the media, but now they're allowing the media to manipulate this coaching staff, this front office, and these, these players make it very divisive. And now to a point where people don't want to be here anymore. Like you'd mentioned the other day on Twitter, Chris, why would Tua Tungavailoa want to stay here anymore? I mean, put Deshaun Watson off to the side. Let's just say that November 2nd comes and we don't get him. We're going to turn to Tua and go, okay, you're our guy. And he's going to go, fuck you. I mean, I clearly understand what you guys have been doing since March and I'm just supposed to stay here and just take it. Like, what does he do? Does he go out? Well, I'm just going to win every single game and shove it up your ass. No, he's going to say, I'm going to go elsewhere where I'm wanted. There's other teams out there that would probably kill to have Tua right now. And instead, he's stuck here for a coach that never wanted him, if you believe the rumors, and uh, a, a divided fan base that some want and some don't, and an owner who doesn't seem to know how to make up his mind and stick to it right now. So it is a mess in terms of the actual organization of the Miami Dolphins. But when it comes to the actual talent, I think the team has talent. And I especially think Tua Tungabailoa has a lot of talent. And he's showing it on the field right now. But I don't know. I don't know what the answers are other than I think people need to lose their jobs, like I said a couple of weeks ago. But I don't think it's Tua Tungabailoa that needs to lose his. No, this would be like me and my wife going every weekend to Chili's. And I sit there and eat my uh, fajita as it's sizzling to my table. And I look up. And she's flirting with a guy at the bar all night. And I'm expected to go home and just act like business as usual with her at home. That's exactly what the Miami Dolphins is doing with Deshaun Watson and a young, very nice young man in Tua Tungabailoa. And the fact that we're doing it so like arrogantly with Stephen Ross literally cackling, laughing when he's asked about it and says, I know what you want to talk about, but I'm not going there. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. And you need to sell the fucking team because I'm just really, really done with this franchise. And that might be the case. Maybe maybe we need to stick the enema tube all the way up to the top until it comes out of the mouth of Stephen Ross and just flush the entire thing. I mean, maybe this doesn't get better until Stephen Ross is no longer the owner of the Miami Dolphins. So uh, you mentioned Fergie. Maybe we need to call up Fergie. Maybe we need to call up the Williams sisters uh, and anybody else, Mark Anthony, whoever else is owning this team and say, can you buy more of it? Because Stephen Ross right now is just... You know, he is the head of the snake and the snake is very poisonous right now. So um, speaking of poison, speaking of sick, speaking of everything, Miami Dolphins, that's gone wrong. Look, I can't believe we haven't done this until now, but we're going to go take a break. We're going to pay some bills. And when we come back, we have a doctor on staff, ladies and gentlemen, we have. 
the actual doctor who can solve all these problems and Dr. Christopher Cullen. So the doctor is in right after these words. Unless you've been living under a rock and you don't own a calendar or a smartphone or any sort of internet device, you know that the holidays are right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, by the time you're listening to this commercial right now, the holidays are officially here, at least for all the shopping purposes, because you need to get there online right now and order all your Miami Dolphins swag for those beautiful Miami Dolphins fans in your lives in order to get it here by the holidays. So start now. Make that list. Check it twice. And head to welcometoperfectwell.com, click on the Amazon banner, and do all of your shopping at Amazon.com. No hidden fees, no extra charges, just regular old Amazon.com by way of welcometoperfectwell.com. But because you did that tiny, teeny little extra step by going to our website first, welcometoperfectwell.com, every purchase you make, a few shillings go back in the welcometoperfectwell.com pocket. That's right. All the gifts you buy your loved ones, you give us the gift of keeping the website open. So the next time you need to go to Amazon.com for anything, including Miami Dolphins swag and paraphernalia, head to welcometoperfectbill.com first and click on the banner. You'll be glad you did. Well, I mean, at least you won't be unglad you did. Welcome to Perfect Bill, Sam Marku, and the good doctor, two-time Hall of Famer, Christopher Colon, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. And as I alluded to before the break here, we have a doctor on staff. We have a guy who can not only diagnose the problems with the players and the coaches and the front staff and the team in general, but he can also prescribe a fix. So without further ado, the doctor is in. Dr. Christopher Cullen, are you ready to perform some surgery, sir? Oh, I am scrubbed in and ready to go. Well, the good doctor is ready and he's got plenty of patience in the waiting room, starting with the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, at least as of right now, Tua Tungavailoa is your first patient of the day here, Chris. Does this make me like your doctor's assistant or my nurse or what am I? I'm nurse Sam. Yeah, you're like an MA, a medical assistant. I'm a medical assistant, medical assistant Sam, which actually those, those initials spell my name backwards. So I like that. Uh, the first patient, Dr. Cullen, is the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa. And he is suffering from loneliness, sadness, questioning his abilities to connect with others. As he wrote under his symptoms, he has, over the last two weeks, apparently thrown for six touchdown passes, over 600 yards. He's completed 75% of those passes to his receivers. He is graded as the third most efficient quarterback over that time in the entire NFL. Yet he feels like nobody respects him, nobody loves him, and that nobody wants him around. Dr. Cullen, you got to help Tua. What's he suffering from, and how do we fix it? Uh, yes, thank you, medical assistant Sam. Uh, come on in, Mr. Tungo Bailoa. Have a seat. Would you like a lollipop? All right, let me get to it. I've, I've looked over your chart here, and I see symptoms. And to be honest, I've been a doctor a long time. Um, and I've seen these symptoms quite a bit, 20-plus times, just since the new turn of the century with this franchise. It's not you. It's them. Don't take this personally. Don't let the mental games come to you. You have a long, great career ahead of you. I'm going to go ahead and get my prescription pad here. I'm going to go ahead and prescribe to you 
a trade to a team that actually will utilize your services and appreciate you for who you are. Tua Tungabailoa, a very good young quarterback. I've gone ahead and described you um, first some Xanax and then also a trade to the Washington football team. Say hello to Mr. Fitzpatrick for me. Wow. As your medical assistant, I can only imagine what Ryan Fitzpatrick would think if Tua Tungabailoa took his job. Yet again, we might have him back in the waiting room. All right. Well, we have uh, diagnosed and solved the issues for Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, your next patient here, Chris, is actually Coach Brian Flores. Now, Coach Brian Flores has, for the most part, for two and a half years, really diagnosed himself and fixed a lot of his own problems. But he he's not able to do that right now, which is why he's here to see the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. He wrote on his chart here, Chris, I have, um, he's very confused. He's not sure what to do. He himself has run to the takes no talent wall 15 times in the last week, and it doesn't seem to fix anything. No matter what he does, no matter who he puts in charge of whatever position or coaching staff, it doesn't seem to work this year. He's curious, Chris, you got to help him. How do we help Coach Flores, who is confused and not sure where to go or what to do next? Sure. Yeah. Uh, hi, Coach Flores. Uh, have a seat. Um, yep. Taking a look at your chart here. Uh, I see. Yep. Confusion. Can't keep an offensive coordinator. Um, yep. Okay. Authoritative. Very stern. Uh-huh. Well, um, based on my diagnosis, that only works when you're successful in the league. Uh, hence, you know, Bill Belichick and the rest of the branches of his coaching staff not doing that and you seem to be falling in the same category. So I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription. Um, you say it takes no talent based on my diagnosis. You don't have any as a head coach. So I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription to be the defensive coordinator for Adam Gase's high school football team. There you go. Have a great day. Uh, next, please. It's very matter of fact. Look, you have a lot of experience. As you said, you've been a doctor for a long time. So you've seen these symptoms. You were able to diagnose and prescribe a solution for Coach Flores in record time. Uh, this is why everyone's in the waiting room, Chris. You can get through so many patients, especially in these times where COVID doesn't allow for a lot of people to come in. You're able to help them out. You are doing a service, sir. Uh, the next one comes from one of Coach Flores's players. Um, this is actually a guy that Coach Flores drafted along with Chris Greer. Uh, he hasn't played a lot this year. His name is Noah Igbenogany, and he has on his chart that he's feeling like a failure, doctor. He doesn't seem to be able to do anything right. He's not sure who he's supposed to cover when he does play. And when somebody tells him who to cover, he doesn't seem to do it well. Is there anything we can do? First of all, what is he suffering from? And is there anything we can do to help this young, poor man from Auburn University, Noah Igbenogany? Uh, yes, come on in, Mr. Noah. Have a seat. Could you please pull your mask up above your nose? Thank you so much. Uh, have a seat. Sorry, you're just not really good at covering things. Um, so yeah, please have a seat. Um, so looking at your chart here, um, oof, okay. Yeah. Not even looking in the right direction. The ball's in the air. Okay. Uh, not playing the ball when it's in the air. Uh, these are obviously bad things when you're a defensive back. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, um, diagnose you. It, it sounds worse than it is. It's uh, Chris Greeritis. Um, it, he thinks you're a first round pick because you played in the sec. See, I understand you play against you know, Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia and maybe get some highlight reels in. And Chris Greer gets really excited about that from his days as a scout. So he picks you in the first round. 
Um, it, it's very similar to the symptoms of Austin Jackson sy- syndrome. Um, but really my prescription for you, and I'm going to write it down. I'll have my medical assistant, Sam out there um, in the cute little scrub tops. Um, he's going to go ahead and walk you over and you can go to the CVS local to you. Um, and, and just the CVS is just like receivers recover. It's open 24 seven. So, um, here's a prescription for you. It's a trade and a change of positions to free safety to the Seattle Seahawks. Enjoy the grunge. Very well done. Very well done, doctor. You are so far three for three, very efficient, much like Tua Tunga Bailoa on an opening drive. Um, you had mentioned one of Noah Igbenogane's teammates, uh, very similar symptoms, Austin Jackson, but he is not here because he feels like a failure. He knows he's a failure. So that has already been diagnosed, but Austin Jackson, um, former first round pick, former left tackle, former left guard, well, current left guard, I suppose. Um, he's in for another medical condition here, Chris, uh, after the Atlanta Falcons game. And after watching the tape, Austin Jackson noticed that his hands just don't simply work. They're there. He can feel them. He has all the fingers. He has all the fingernails. He's got all the knuckles. He's got everything that a hand is supposed to have. And they're attached to his arms, which are attached to his body. Yet every time he tries to use them to block a defender, they don't work. They don't get in the way. They don't stop the defender at all. They don't impede the progress whatsoever. And Doc, you got to help him. How do we help Austin Jackson's hands? How do we make them work? What can we do for this young man? Yep. Yeah. All right. Send him in. Hey, hi, Austin. Come on in. Have a seat. Oh, oh God. Here. Give me a hand. I'll help you up. Fell. That's odd. Okay. Uh, yeah, the chair is right there. Why are you looking? Mr. Jackson, you don't need to look down. Why are you kneeling down, sir? Sit. Thank you. All right. Hi, Mr. Jackson. Dr. Chris here. Uh, took a look at your chart. I've actually been notating and following your career here um, uh, over the last year and, and, and whatever games you've been playing this year. Can I take a look at your hands? Are you wearing Nike gloves still? Oh, did you just come from Brack? No? No? Okay. Can I take a look? Let's take these off. Oh, my dear Lord. I saw this my first year out of medical school. Uh, diagnosis. Uh, 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 M.A. Sam. Can we diagnose? Yes. Yes. I'm here. I'm here. He has been diagnosed with baby hands. He has really small baby hands. I, I, Mr. Jackson, you're in a safe space here. Understand the gloves now. It makes plenty of sense. We're going to go ahead and diagnose you with quitting football and uh, a a gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods for a hundred dollars worth of more gloves. That way you feel in in that safe space that you have here out in public. Sure. Sam, could you help? He fell yes. again. Oh my God. He just, he keeps, he keeps <clears throat> missing. Huge other than yeah. the hands. There was just this big block that these players can sit on in your office and he just kept missing the block over and over and over again. It kept falling yeah. over. It's, it's, you know what, with those hundred dollars to, to Dick's sporting goods, um, maybe he can get some hockey gloves. Cause those are a little bit larger. That might make there him feel go. normal. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know. I mean, he's just been wearing those gloves everywhere. It was kind of like Ricky Williams wearing the football helmet everywhere. There was just a, uh, well, uh, we're glad you're here, Doctor. Baby hands. Thank that you. was the uh, that was the problem with Austin Jackson. Okay, of course. Hmm. Well, look the um, the waiting room is is almost empty. We have one guy left here uh, looking for the good doctor to help him out. It's somebody that we were actually talking about a little bit earlier before we uh, came to this medical facility here, Doctor. And this is actually Stephen Ross. He is the owner. It says he is the owner of the Miami Dolphins. 
Uh, he's also got the business school at the University of Michigan. It has his name on it. He formerly tried to buy the New York Jets before buying the Miami Dolphins. So clearly he's got a mental disorder, but that's not why he's here. He's here because he says, look, doctor, I'm angry. I'm desperate. I'm old. And nothing is working as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. This makes me sad. This makes me upset. And I feel very confused. The other day, I just walked outside of my humongous mansion wearing nothing but a diaper, walking up and down the street, firing people, hiring people, trading for quarterbacks that I don't need, giving promotions to people that don't deserve them. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Doc, you got to help me. Good Dr. Chris Cullen. How do we help this old octogenarian man? figure out his life as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. What is, what is he suffering from and how do we fix it? Sure. Send him in. Mr. Ross, come on in. Oh, sorry. I had the news on OJ Simpson was on TV. What's that? You think he's a great person? Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. He's fine. I guess good football player. Oh, that's your only opinion on him. Okay. Uh, odd. Uh, have a seat, please. Did, <clears throat> did you just shit yourself? Oh, Wow. Uh, we'll get you a prescription for that as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a look at your work. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned earlier um, the odd owners. Uh, we mentioned a few episodes ago about the cool Tebow Florida Gators day as he was playing against us from an away team. You obviously have dementia, like clearly. Um, and you, you have trust issues. You bring in the wrong guys all the time. Adam Gase. I'm sorry. I'm checking that off. It's a negative. I'm going to go pros and cons here. Um, Mike Tannenbaum. No. Bill Parcells, who just wanted a vacation. No. Like, Stephen, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I'm going to have to diagnose you with with dementia. Clearly, uh, you need to see a gastroenterologist. Uh, sorry. I'm a very well, I, I really focus a lot of time in my work that I didn't pay attention a lot in medical school. I think the medical books that you had, yeah, there was, there was a lot of medical books that had a lot of pictures, not a lot of words where you went to school. So yes, that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Just like when Stephen Ross goes to a restaurant and asks for a menu, he just needs, he needs pictures, words are a little small form. I'm going to go ahead and diagnose and, and have you prescribe, prescribe you to sell the team to someone younger, competent, doesn't care about tennis as much. And uh, or really bad celebrities, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you another prescription to um, to slide your ass out of here because uh, I never want to see you again. Uh, Mr. Shim, can you help him out to his uh, Rolls Royce? Thank you so much. Yes, yes, we uh, we also have some Clorox bleach for that slide because there's uh, a brown streak following him on the way out. Uh, but you have done it. You have solved the problems. You have diagnosed and solved the problems. Good Dr. Chris Cullen of quarterback Tua Tungabailoa, Coach Brian Flores, Noah Igbenagade, Austin Jackson, baby hands himself, and the owner, Stephen Ross. Uh, we did that in about 15 minutes. So why the fuck is this taking 20 plus years, ladies and gentlemen? That's the point of this segment. It needed the doctor, guys. Well, we're going to go perform some open heart surgery now while you listen to these commercials and we'll be back to talk about the Buffalo Bills game right after these words. I'm going to need a gastroenterologist after that game on Sunday. All right. I admit it. I do. I admit it. Dolphins, citizens of Perfectville everywhere. The Miami Dolphins season here in 2021 has not gone 
the way I expected it to go. At this point in the season, I thought we'd be talking about where we're going to be in terms of the playoff seedings, possibly how we're going to win the AFC East, and just how great everybody on both offense, defense, and special teams looked. But no, it has not gone that way. In fact, it's gone the exact opposite. The team looks like it's on course for another losing season here in 2021. But don't fret. Just because the team is losing doesn't mean you are, because you can go to patchvibes.com and get yourself fitted with the best Miami Dolphins themed gear around. You think the team makes you drink? They got a shirt for that. This team losing makes you yell outside or inside FML or F my life. They got a shirt for that too. They also have classics like the Miami Vice shirt. They've got cups. They've got coffee mugs. They have patches. They have stickers. They have all kinds of Miami Dolphins stuff for all kinds of Miami Dolphins fans. So head to patchvibes.com and get it today or tomorrow. Ideally yesterday. If you'd have gotten it yesterday, that would be better for Patch Vibes. But, you know, today works too. So, patchvibes.com. Oh, and we're back. Welcome to Perfectville, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag, Sam Marcou, and the good doctor, Christopher Colin. Dr. Colin, uh, well done. You just diagnosed all those people in the last segment. That was, uh, that was tremendous. And I think it will go down in medical journals and books throughout the rest of the United States. Uh, people are going to be studying how you're able to mass diagnose and fix problems in a very short amount of time. Just tremendous. It's a, it's a mix. It's a gift. It's a mix of having a doctorate in Miami Dolphins fandom and 34 years of dealing with this. So really, it's, 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 it's what I do. Uh, he's uh, he's quite experienced, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, speaking of experience, we've not had good experiences against the Buffalo Bills, at least not, ugh, as I just throw up. I mean, I can't even say the name. That's Buffalo pretty much Bills. our performance against the Bills in like words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that guys, gargle of a burp? <laughs> you guys didn't see it, but Chris did, and I just threw up all over the microphone here. But uh, it's it's it hasn't been a good experience since Brian Flores has taken over as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. That he has not beat. The Buffalo yeah, he Bills. knows he's supposed to. We're supposed to win some of those games, right? Like, does he know that? Or maybe I should have diagnosed that when I saw him. I don't know. I mean, that that maybe maybe that's the problem is that he just doesn't know what the rules are against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the the 1970s did because they went oh for the 70s against the Miami Dolphins, but uh, the 90s were tough. The mid 90s were or the mid 2000s and the aughts, as they were, was pretty even. Um, which was you know I could respect that. We win some, we lose some. But uh, now in the Brian Flores era, we have not beat the Buffalo Bills at all. And I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I don't see that trend changing this Sunday on Halloween against a Buffalo Bills team that's coming off of a bye, just like the Falcons, coming off of a loss to the Tennessee Titans where Josh Allen slipped on fourth and inches, and that was the game. They're pissed off. They're mad. They feel that they are the best team in the AFC and the NFL in general. And all of a sudden, they're at home against this Miami Dolphins AFC East "quote unquote" rival. How do you see this game playing out, Chris? And by how much are we losing? Yeah, first of all, I had a head coach in high school say it's not a rivalry if one team's winning. So I, I'm not even going to call it that. They're just a, uh, a divisional opponent at this point to me. Fair enough. Um, we have we have a lot of firsts this year. We had that long streak of turnovers. Everybody talked about it. That ended. We have a long losing streak. That you know didn't happen last year. We had winning streaks. We uh, also played a rookie quarterback in London, who up until our game, a rookie had never won in London. That ended. We are six and zero on Halloween all time, Sam, as a franchise. That's ending. We are going to lose on Spooky Night 
Thank God uh, the Halloween festivities for me are going to be Saturday night. Um, hopefully, praise the Lord, after a semifinal victory on the way to a championship for my middle school football team that actually knows how to play the game. Um, we'll be celebrating. Um, it's going to be great. I'll post pictures on Twitter of my costume. I think everybody's going to love it. That's going to be fun because Sunday is going to be a really ugly day for us. And really, uh, I guess I'll be very, very trendy cliche it's gonna be really scary sam and we don't have cam Wake coming to sack andy dalton anytime soon well i mean i hope that just for the sake of history that andy dalton somewhere gets sacked by cam wake it just won't be in this game but i think that would be a good tradition for for uh, andy dalton and cam wake to keep on is just at that same time every halloween no matter where andy dalton is in his life cam wake just shows up out of nowhere and sacks him for a safety i would watch that video on youtube twitter every other social media over and over and over again. Every like the 24 seven like title of WWE yes. is like grocery shopping and can wake Saxon. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andy Dalton's uh, visiting the good doctor trying to figure out, you know, why his elbows inflamed and then Cam Wake just, just busts out of the nursing closet and just tackles the shit out of him. I would I would love that every Halloween. Cam Wake hits somebody jumps up. He's like, he doesn't take your insurance, bitch. And he just makes like like random, like, you know, little jokes based on where they are in their yeah. environment. That'd be he's out of network. Funny. Boom. German suplex. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be good. Like he's getting the tires rotated. And he's just like, you're flat on your back. Boom, sack right there in the mechanics uh, lift. Oh, we need to do a whole segment of these, you know, race. Race needs to come up with like the best ones. Like the, oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, he's like yeah, at the bank. It's like, you know, can't cash your check. Bam, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Your check bounced just like your head. Boom, sack. You know, just like that. And he has to yell boom, sack, just like that. Almost like that, you know, that, that office linebacker commercial from way back when. Speaking of race, I'm before I give my prediction of, of the shit show that's about to happen, he just posted that there will be no power rankings this week for the, the okayest fuck? fantasy league ever. Of course, the week that I win and you win, he has no power rankings. He has nothing to say about anybody in this league. Race, you had one job this year, and that was to post power rankings. Simply post them. I don't care if you have to you know, quit your job. I don't care if you have to miss appointments for your kids' school activities. This is more important than anything else. So you get back to that computer, you type away on those little keys, and you make the funny happen with each of those teams in the OKS Fantasy League ever because it makes me feel better, especially when we're one and six about to go one and seven raced. Why would you do this to us? I'm not, I'm it's like the kid in Wedding Crashers. Like, make me a bicycle clown. Like, go do the damn power rankings, funny man. That's your job. That is that your you're job. Not paid to do. Yeah, and you know <laughs> that we don't pay you, or you know, quite frankly, we never even asked him to do it. He just sort of did it, and now that's the expectation. So, what the fuck? That's on you. That's on you, race. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. Look, the I'm expectations have been sent, right? They, they've been they've been put out there. You sent those expectations. We're now asking you to meet those expectations because Lord knows the Miami Dolphins aren't going to meet their expectations for the season. So, I feel like you need to make up for them because the Miami Dolphins are about to get pounded in the shithole this Sunday on Halloween against the Buffalo There's Bills. no prescription for that. There is no prescription is a big old Buffalo dick because that's what's going to happen to the Miami Dolphins. Look, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I'm probably not going to make any friends with the Miami Dolphins or the Believe Podcast Network by saying that. But this has the ability to potentially be the largest deficit ever. Here, here's why. The Buffalo Bills defense is very good. Buffalo Bills defense is probably the best defense in the NFL this year. 
Tua Tungavailoa, for everything he's done right the last couple of weeks, the Tua haters are about to get their wish because I feel like Tua Tungavailoa is not going to have a good game. Not because Tua can't have a good game, but because this defense imposes their will week in and week out against the offenses that they're up against. And while Tua is doing well, he, we just don't have that offensive line that can you know harness these guys back. We don't have talent outside of Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki that can consistently get open and catch the ball. We have zero running game, which means the defense is going to shine on Tua Tungavailoa on this offensive line. And oh, by the way, our defense, as completely overrated as they've been all season long, are about to get exposed worse than you know a, a girl who posed for a picture that got put into the cloud and got hacked all those years ago during Fatgate or whatever the hell we called that thing. This offense with Josh Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss, and oh, by the way, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley himself, these guys, Dawson Knox, all of a sudden is an amazing tight end for the Buffalo Bills. They have so much offensive power here, Chris. They have such a good defense that I think considering the state of the Miami Dolphins franchise and considering where the Buffalo Bills are, which is the exact opposite of wherever the Miami Dolphins are currently, this has the potential to be not only a blowout, but a blowout of epic proportions. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is a 35 to 40 point differential here. I have this 42 to 10. Miami Dolphins losing to the but 49 to 10. Fuck it. Because uh, I just said it's going to be 35 to 40 point differential. 49 to 10. They're going to tack on a pick six at the end of the game that Jacoby Brissett somehow threw because Tua Tungabailoa gets traded in the third quarter. Yeah, speaking of third quarter, I can see Josh Allen just sitting with a ball cap because the lead is so you know huge. It's in Buffalo. They haven't played in over you know almost two weeks. They're coming off a really heartbreaking loss for them by an opponent that's really kicking butt right now and just completely dismantled the Chiefs. Um, a team we get to they, play later this year, by the way, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, can't wait when they're trying to, trying to get a home game probably in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's um, this isn't going to be pretty. Uh, I, I can see us having some kind of nice kind of scripted game plan the first drive and we look okay where we get a little optimistic and then it, shit's going to hit the fan because clearly it takes three offensive coordinators to come up with a script and then after that first script they have no idea what kind of offense to call or run it's the weirdest thing we look good after the half we look good the start of game and then in the middle of those quarters like i think it's been they said something like we haven't scored in the second quarter all year you know, it, it's just, I don't get it. It's mind numbing. And the Bills are going to put up a 21, 22 point lead in the second quarter. Halftime's going to come. Like you said, two's going to be traded or hurt again because he's going to get hit. And this is not going to be pretty. Uh, I wanted to go really high too. I see it being like, you know, 38 to, you know, 13. We maybe get a couple field goals, but it's going to be, it's going to be really, really bad. And they're going to come out to make a statement and they're going to do it against us. And I could really see someone like Brian Flores. Uh, being traded if we lose that bad, or, or I'm sorry, being fired uh, if we lose that bad to a, a divisional opponent, not a rival, because it's just been ugly. Yeah, I think we if we're going to fire Brian Flores, it's going to happen uh, the week before the bye week to give whoever is going to be the interim coach a little bit of time to try to and put something into place. But that's like week 14. We got a little ways to go before the Brian Flores, you know, firing happens, in my opinion. Here, I do have a question for you here because we both have this. And by the way, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm, I'm, by the time you listen to this, it'll be out. Uh, my daughter's game prediction, uh, let's just say Chris and I are being nice. Uh, she went off about her favorite beloved Miami Dolphins. She's not very happy with them right now, and I don't blame her. Um, if we can do scripted plays like we do at the beginning of each half and we look competent on offense and then the rest of the time we don't, 
why don't we just script all the fucking plays for the entire game and go from there? Why don't we do that? It's like when they say the black box survived the airplane crash, like Jerry Seinfeld says, why don't you just make the whole damn plane out of the same material that you make the black box out of? And then we got no plane crash. I don't understand why we can't just script more of the plays if that's what we look best at. I mean, I know you have to adjust on the fly, but do we? I mean, maybe we just say, hey, we're going to run on this play no matter what and see what happens. Second and 18, we're still running a dive. I mean, honestly, that we're one and six. Do something different. Like, you know, it's something weird, too. I watch all these other games, all these NFL teams. I, I heard something absolutely ridiculous. I think the Patriots ran like 18 trick plays against the Jets. The Jets. It's like Josh McDaniels was like, just like, oh, I guess I can try these plays. Oh, we're going to win by 50. Like, we don't do any, like, trick plays. We don't do anything weird of reverse to Jalen Waddle, like someone throwing it to Tua or Gaskins doing a flea flicker. Like, nothing like that. Just, it, we're one in six. Pull out all the magic tricks at this point because who fucking cares? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason why the Patriots are doing that is because they don't have a lot of talent either, but they're winning through trickeration, which is how we won games with the Mountaineer shot and some of those other plays over the last few years. When you don't have enough talent to punch the other guy in the mouth and win, you got to figure out ways to run around them. And we haven't done that. I mean, I, feel, I think a few of the trick plays that we've tried have always been called back due to like illegal formation or, you know, Illegal, illegal man, man downfield. Down Jackson every, solid uh, cheeseburger stand or something. Every single time. So, you know. I think maybe we've shied away from it because it doesn't seem to work for us. Just like screenplays never work for us, but always work against us. That's just the way it goes. And every other team in the NFL runs screens beautifully. And That's what it, I mean. You, yeah, it just it's insane. So, oh, well. Well, it doesn't look like it's going to be a fun Halloween, as you called it, spooky night for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it looks like the Buffalo Bills are probably going to advance further into the AFC East title chase and leave the Miami Dolphins uh, very close to the basement. Thank God for the Jets. Um, but... With that being said, the doctor did cure a lot of ills on this episode of Perfectville. We did talk a lot about this horse shit that we call the Deshaun Watson Tua Tunga Vailoa rumor mill. And uh, we'll see. November 2nd can't get here fast enough, Chris. Um, I don't know what else to say. Do you have anything else to say? I've said a lot today. I'm done. Yeah, I'm going to go fart because that seems more interesting than talking about the Miami Dolphins right now. Um, so on behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer and good doctor himself, Christopher Cullen. Sam Marku, the entire Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. The only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.